Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon on this Sunday afternoons, first Sunday of the NFL season. I am Joe. I am with the Cotton Club crew coming to you with our second edition of Sober Up Sunday. Just kind of basically just a recap over the game on Saturday. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sure when this is going to post, probably on Monday. I've been having some technical difficulties on my end, which is kind of caused for some of the issues that I'm having there. Um, but I just, you know, just a few thoughts on the game itself. Obviously, it was a tough loss for the Red Raiders. Um, a lot of things you could kind of touch on of issues to go with hand in hand on how the game ultimately went. Um, still had some struggles on the defensive line, still had some quarterback struggles, still had some play calling struggles, still had some clock management and, you know, just coaching struggles. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. I mean, it's a little tough to win ball games. I understand the analytics side of it, but man, some of that stuff just is, it's a tough one to swallow there. Um, so let's just kind of dive in. Um, first and foremost, let's just start off with the environment and the atmosphere of Jones Stadium on Saturday. I had the I had the luxury and the privilege of spending the start of the game on the field and was there for about the first hour, hour and a half prior to kickoff. And I actually got to watch the entire game or watch the entire stadium fill up from down there at the start and man man oh man I, you could feel the electricity anybody who was in you know in the stadium or in or around Lubbock I mean you could feel that energy coming from Jones Stadium and it was electric I can't put it into any other words other than it was electric um, the the student body came out stayed the entire time everybody was was heavily involved in the stripe out it show was better than advertised i mean everything about the atmosphere at jones stadium was top notch 100 percent top notch and for everybody who kind of went and had a hand in that much appreciated also thank you to the tech faithful red raider nation for coming out in full force and you know cheering on this team i know that it was really hard to come out and cheer for the Red Raiders coming off of that tough loss in Wyoming and rightfully so you know you lost a little bit of faith in your team some of us were drinking the Kool-Aid like we've said in previous podcasts and things like that it's and it was tough to be to get up for this game and as as from what I saw from my perspective it was as good as it gets the the team was electric. The atmosphere was electric and perfect about it with just the, the one bad outcome. And then that was kind of the loss there. So let's just kind of dive into that. Um, Tyler Shuck and the quarterback position and the woes of this offense and the things we are. And we're game. Taj Brooks didn't see. Uh, I think it was seventy yards rushing. I think it was sixty-six carries, and most of those or most of those coming on one on one play. But 
a majority of the work, you know, was coming in out of the backfield and potentially hoping hoping for a um, a pass. And you know, we need him. He gets the job done. He's a solid calling in two games folks we're really looking at for one our guy to be where he's at and it's it it's not fair you know know that you know there goes like that and that's just the nature of it but i mean top brooks is a hell of a back and anybody who otherwise is full of crap, you know, it's just that's the kind of player Taj Brooks is. He's a good back. He could start pretty much anywhere in the Big 12 right now, um, with exception to perhaps Texas, um, just because their running back room is kind of loaded there. But any other Big 12 school, and hell, for that fact, you know, for the matter of the fact that, you know, any other power um, was that kind of back. And for him to be scared to glorified, you know, dummy or paper, you know, just something that's not utilized sucks real bad. You know, I feel for him because he's a hell of a player. I'm sure he he takes it in stride. I'm sure he's. With the whenever he has the ball, that's one. Kind of eight at him. Yes, Tyler had quite a rushing yards. Yeah, than the other. But man, we have to feed feed our backs. I don't even know if yesterday. Be I don't remember seeing him. I was there. Thinking, saw him. Saw things things to that nature i just didn't see him on the field much if any um so obviously we know what we're going to have to make changes moving forward that's between kitley that's between shuck that's between mcguire on how this offense's direction i do trust mcguire's decision on what he's doing with kitley but man kitley's got to do a little bit better um pulling there with Taj Brooks and Cameron Valdez. We've got some guys in the backfield there that can make plays and they're just waiting for their number to be called and two games in their number hasn't been called much, um, which kind of brings me to my next point on numbers being called. One of Texas Tech's biggest beefs, obviously last year and the start of this year was the lack of use of our tight ends. Um, it was actually really good to see Mason Tharp get in on the action. I believe Baylor Cup had a couple of receptions, as, you know, things like that. And it was good to see that our offense moves when we get those guys involved. And, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope that, you know, we continue to kind of run some of the offense through those guys. 6'9 and 6'6 six, six aren't easy to cover, you know, in any, in any, that's made simple you know it's just it's not so it's one of those things i just think that you know the more and more the season progresses on i hope that we actually utilize our our group you know that not so much of a beef there it's just you know we have the talent 
fire. I understand they're really great run blockers, and I know that they love the stuff, but I mean, they also need to get the ball in their hands they to power this offense moving forward. So it was good to see, like I said, Tharp and Baylor get in in the game and get in on the action, have some receptions, have some touchdowns, you know. It was really, really good to see. So, I mean, that's a positive note. Um, but it was re- very tough there also, you know, to see our offensive line protect and, you know, Shuck. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting back to Shuck on this. Um, you guys, it's just a thought that just came to my mind. Um, was just, you know, missing some missing some throws. And we've had that beef with, with Shuck for a while where he kind of gets happy feet back there. He doesn't go through his progressions. Uh, or he goes through his progressions too fast and doesn't let the play, you know, evolve to where the receiver open there. And that ultimately kind of killed us this last one. He has a couple of turnovers, um, the fumble and him not being able to get back on top of it. That's one. The Hail Mary interception, I really don't count. You know, that's just one of those deals. You put it up in the air and hope one of your guys makes a play. Um, the, the interception, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Some people are saying that he fumbled it and it just Johnny on the spot, Oregon player picked it up out of the air and took it to the house. And ultimately that was the the game winner there. Um, you know, he's, he has to, he has to play better. The one interception that he did have was a, a backbreaker coming off of a block punt the energy in the Jones was rocking and that just kind of sucked the life out of us. And those turnovers can't happen. You know, you can't force that throw in there. Now I didn't see the my perspective. It looked like the throw was, was a, a little bit early, but that's from where I was sitting of the view um, there. I didn't have a chance to see any replays on it after the fact. So going based on my perspective and where I was sitting at in the stadium of what it looked like. It looked like he kind of stared down that receiver. The DB made a play on it faster than our receiver could get to the spot. And it almost looked like he just threw it direct to the Oregon um, defensive back there. And that ultimately that, that turnover I believe was going to be your biggest game breaker there because all of the momentum was in tech's favor. We were on their side of the field. We're ready to rock and roll, and and that happened. So, um, tough for for Shuck and the Red Raiders there, but that's that's that that one's on Shuck. that one is clearly on Shuck. So, will we Baron Morton? I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point in time with other podcasts and things like that. I just I'm not exactly sure what we see any different differently. Say he does start against Tarleton State. Like, I mean, is that going to be the perfect example? If we rip up Tarleton State with Baron Morton, does that really show us anything any different? Because we're supposed to beat the crap out of a Tarleton State. You know, nobody actually really knows. I think McGuire um, has some tough decision, and I'm sure there's people, you know, I know Tech Nation is wondering, your Red Raider Nation is wondering when that call is going to be made, when he's going to, you know, you know, bring in, bring in the, the future um, for the next couple of years. And, you know, just go ahead and hand the reins over to him because there's some, there's some things going on with Shuck that, you know, just in two games, it doesn't look like he's fixed. Um, 
and it's it's tough to watch. He did miss some open receivers there. That interception that ultimately turned into the game winner, the fumble, whatever it was. Um, he had Miles Price along the right, running down the middle. He was right around uh, midfield, right open there, and um, he missed him because Miles Price was pretty much open that entire route, and and Shuck missed him. And not, not bagging on Shuck because I've met him a handful of times. He's a great guy. He's taking pictures. He's humble. He does all the right things. But, man, it just it's really hard to see him struggle right now whenever he's been playing football for so long. You know, these aren't, these aren't the mistakes that a player of his caliber, a player that's been in this spotlight for as long as he has, makes. And is he going to correct it? You know, hopefully, I really hope so. You know, we're 0-2 in the season. And, you know, yes, we're still in the big 12 championship conversation. But, I mean, what are you going to go doing into the big 12? You know, obviously, we have one more game before we actually see, hit that big 12 slate. So, we'll see what happens. But, man, Chuck is is really, really struggling out there. So, um, enough of kind of defensive side of the ball. Let's get into the defensive side of the ball. Um, pass rush again wasn't there. Um, we had the a couple different times on some three third and longs, and you know, we essentially let the same thing happen that we did in Wyoming happen with the um quarterback, you know, running first downs in it. You know, that's all about discipline, staying in our lanes, you know, keeping an eye on the quarterback, being aware of what's going on because these things have been happening. and I know we had some youth in there. We had some guys that were missing. Um, but, you know, that's that's not an excuse. That's just, you know, you have to understand the situation of the down, um, the discipline of the the defensive front. I know that there were some people out there that were actually getting getting some decent put pushes. Ledet, you know, kind of pops that paper there that he was actually getting a solid push up the line, but he just didn't have enough help with him. And then whenever we did have the help, it just seemed like we couldn't get home and Bo Nix to the ground, and he made us pay for it with his feet. So that's something that's going to need to get addressed. Um, in two games, we don't have that many sacks. I'm sure it's like sub, sub three, if I'm not mistaken, maybe four if we're lucky. But I think it's just three total sacks. We had two in, um, in Wyoming and then the one against Oregon. So, well, maybe not even one against Oregon now that I think about it. He, he may have just been around the line of scrimmage and, you know, didn't, didn't gain a yard. So we're going to have to show up that defense. I mean, we're going to have to start sacking the quarterback. We're going to have to start making some plays there. Um, our linebacker group with Ben Roberts out there, um, he's not the fastest one that we have on the field as far as our linebacking corps go, but he played a hell of a game. I'm going to give Ben Roberts – some flowers there just because of I heard his name called quite a bit and I saw him going up and making some hits. Um, Josiah Pierre also played pretty well. Um, it's just, you know, our defense did what they could for as long as they could and, you know, gave our offense a chance to win the game. They did exactly what they needed to up to a point, you know, and shutting down a potential college football playoff team, you know, holding them to the points that we held them to and not allowing tons and tons of explosive plays. I know the one 
over the top there, got us there pretty early. But I mean, after that, I mean, we kept everything relatively in front of us um, throughout the rest of the game. So that kind of just goes into our defensive backfield there. You know, we had that one play we kind of gave up there um, to Franklin, who is by far one of the, the fastest dudes I've seen in college football. And he makes plays, man. You got to give him credit because he's a hell of a player and he just makes plays and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And he could potentially be the Bolitnikoff award winner um, when it comes around for these season ending awards to come out. Um, but, you know, our, our defense held their own as best as they could. Obviously they weren't, they weren't put in the best spot sometimes. And that's going to kind of just lead me into our defensive or our, our coaching um, analytics and all of that other good stuff aside, man, it's just really hard to watch that happen. I don't think it necessarily was the right decision to go for it on the two point conversion there. I think we should kick the field goal there or the extra point there and just put the point on the board. There's not really a, a reason to just try to match what Oregon was doing, but Obviously, there's some analytics to that, which I don't really get too high into. Ultimately, analytics or not, you're the you're paid to make the decision there. If McGuire thought that that, that was the right decision because of analytics, that's one thing. But me personally, I'm just putting the point up on the board. Um, Gino Garcia has been pretty consistent from the extra point standpoint there. And then the big the big one, the fourth and two on our side of the field. That's one that I can't I can't sit with the analytics. I can't sit with. That's one I'm not going to get over. That's one I don't like. Our defense was playing solid, but you don't you don't put it put them in a worse position moving forward. And me personally, I probably am punting it there. You know, try you have Mac punting a decent size. You know, you could potentially pin them deep you know, and deep in their end zone, right around our band in that side of the student section that was very, very rowdy throughout the game. And I, I just don't see why we didn't do that. I don't see why we didn't do that. I'm still, I know, I'm sure he's going to be asked about that a lot of times over the next couple of days while he does these interviews and, you know, these post game pressers and, you know, the, the Monday after press conference and things like that, you know, why, why this, why that. And like I said, analytics aside or however he's relayed that and how it's, you know, justified in such a quick manner, it's beyond me. But I mean, if you're calling a game, I just think that you got to put your, as everybody says, you got to put the pieces out there to make the play, right? I mean, you're and you're not helping your defense out by you know setting them setting them up for failure. Not saying that they are going to fail, but I mean that necessarily uh, doesn't help the case. You know, putting them back on our side of the field and then you know giving them the momentum there, or at least run a different play if that that was the case. That little. Shuck run up the middle just didn't sit well with me either. The play call itself, okay, I get over the fourth down going for it, but, man, the play call was piss poor. So a lot of things to write still. Um, a lot of things to still kind of that we still have more question marks about than we did against Wyoming. Yes, we kind of corrected them. The 
the discipline, you know, wasn't quite there, but it did get better. The fight was there throughout. Our guys fought the entire game. They fed off of our crowd. They did great in that department. Play, play calling seemed to be a little bit better there. We got Bradley involved. We did run the ball a whole lot better, but just not with the people we would expect to run the ball with. Our offensive line held a whole lot better. Shuck just didn't read it fast enough, for he just had already decided that he was going to run with it. You know, things like that. I mean, we still have question marks, maybe not so much up front anymore, because I think those guys are solid, are solid, and they're just getting better as the games go on. Um, and our defensive line, we need to start getting home. These guys that we had said, could potentially start you know, getting in these sacks. I mean, don't really have much. Miles Cole, Steve Linton, you know, these guys are defensive line front. Um, a lot of these bigger names and stuff like that that we thought, you know, we're going to start, you know, pressing on the quarterback and pressing, making quarterbacks uncomfortable, uncomfortable in the back. Just hasn't come to fruition just yet. Now, will it? Yeah, it's quite possible, but in the first two games, we haven't really shown much. And we've played a dud team, and we've played a stud team. So now we just have to put it all out there. We need to go into Wyoming with our heads high, not going 0-3. Not saying that that's possible, but it is possible because we didn't think that Wyoming was going to give us a, a match or a fight or put up a fight. And ultimately, they came out and beat us in that game which we all know, Oregon, we were supposed to lose to Oregon and by all media accounts, a lot of us based on how we played in Wyoming didn't think that Tech stood a chance. We fought our asses off and we made it a competitive game. But, you know, some lack of discipline out there from some of the players on our team, um, lack of the play calling, you know, lack of getting running backs involved, lack of, you know, a lot of different things. You know, there's still quite a bit of questions out there. And we have a week to figure them out and put it on paper um, so we could go into that Big 12, Big 12 slate starting next weekend on a high note or on a positive note. You know, get that, get that W in the win column, you know, and just like I said, start holding ourselves a little bit higher standard um, moving forward into the Big 12 season. So we'll see. It's been two rough ones already. Um, I'm hoping for not a third one. I would really like the team to get that win um, for confidence building and just moving forward, you know, just putting it all together. I don't think we've completely seen a 60 minutes of us yet, just yet. And I'm sure whenever we do see a 60 minutes of us, it'll be quite evident on so many different levels. So we'll just see. So um, that's kind of going to wrap it up. Everybody kind of that was at the game and watched the game on TV. We went through kind of the same thing with Wyoming, some of the same issues and same stuff. So I'm not going to start getting into anything more or less than what was what was out there. I'm not going to bag on people. I just really don't have the time or the energy to do that right now. It's just we know what's happening. I don't need to go out and tell you guys about the Kitley thing. I don't need to go out there and tell you guys about the Chuck thing. I don't need to go out there and tell you guys about our coaching. This is all things that are very apparent from just this, the standard fan. I mean, like, why are we doing this or why are we doing that? Or why are we calling that? Why won't he throw it to the young receiver? Why, you know, everybody sees it. The, even, like I said, the, the standard fan, 
diehard fan, you know, whoever, just anybody conventionally watching, like, you know, this, there's something wrong here that your quarterback has more rushes on the season than your starting running back. You know, that's just something that doesn't sit well with a lot of tech faithful, including myself. But I do expect them to make some changes moving forward. So hopefully our ship is slowly steering into that right direction. But we have a couple more days ahead of us before we get to Charlton State Saturday at six o'clock. So just be prepared for more content out there, mailbags, um, seeing our, our, our next opponent, keys to the game. And then hopefully, you know, by the end of the week, this time next week, we'll be talking about that Red Raider first victory. So from Joe with the Cotton Club crew, I am signing off for the evening. Wreck them and have a good week.